Hello and welcome to Faith Facts with Father Howard. On today's episode, we will be exploring Lent. So sit back and relax as we jump right in. Lent is a, a wonderful, wonderful season that I think has been uh, misunderstood, Lindsay, for, for many, many years. It, in ways, it has been perceived as this season of just dark and terrible and, and suffering and, and giving up. And, and that's what I remember a lot of ways growing up, that it was a season. But it was disconnected. It was, it was in a way in a bubble all by itself. It wasn't connected with what has gone before. It wasn't connected with Easter. It was Lent. And you had to give up. Uh, as kids, it meant we had to give up TV. It had We gave up candy, uh, those kinds of things. Uh, what I find interesting when I think back about that is that giving up TV wasn't hard because, one, early on we didn't have a TV, and, two, Dad pulled the cord when we did, and so you couldn't watch it anyway. Wait, so that was cheating. Did you give up TV when you didn't have a TV? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> But you meant to. Okay. <laughs> you meant to. You meant to. <laughs> it was in your heart that you wanted to give it up. Yes. And even giving up candy is that we were of simple means growing up on the farm. There wasn't a lot of candy around in the first place. And the only one who really bought candy was my dad. And he liked O. Henry bars. And so he hid them from us anyway. So <laughs> we didn't really have much of it. But you meant to. You meant because to. Because that's what, that's what Lent was. And it, it wasn't seen as a, a time in so many ways as preparation for something wonderful to happen. That all of this wasn't done just to make you suffer so that you could identify with Jesus. This was supposed to be about having an opportunity to prepare yourself for something wonderful yet to come, and that was Easter. What I would compare it to, in a way, is more like when we on the farm, and again, that was my whole background, on the farm during those later months in winter and early spring months before planting, is that you were constantly looking at your machines, repairing your machines, uh, anticipating you know, what, what these machines were going to have to do. And so it was a busy time of work and of, of all sorts of, of, of preparation processes in order to prepare for that planting season. One of the things that we did as a kid, uh, my mother would have us go out to our grain, granary uh, where our stores of grain were. And um, I had to go out and pick 100 seeds of grain, only 100. And the reason was is wow. that she would try to sprout these and to see how many sprouts she would get. And that would determine whether we could use the grain seed at the time to plant the new crop, depending on the percentage that sprouted, or whether dad had to buy some new seed because the old seed had kind of run its course. It's all genetics and stuff. Yeah. Uh, learned a lot of math about that too. The idea being though, it was a time of preparation of taking uh, uh, of, of kind of taking a uh, a survey of what needed to be done to have a successful planting season, so you could have a successful crop season. When you think about Lent, in a way, it's not about simply giving up, but it's about taking stock. 
What do you need to do to prepare yourself? What do you need to do in order to, to get ready to celebrate that Easter joy so that you can live then accordingly? As opposed to this dark, dark time, you know, where you had to suffer through it, which was oftentimes the idea, as opposed to saying, wow, this is an opportunity we have to start looking at our lives and saying, there's a lot we can do to, to live better, to live more generously. So we shouldn't think of it as, you know, this stressful, dark, give everything up type of time more... Is it more like Advent-y, where you're just like preparing, waiting, or is it... I think it's it's has many of the Advent themes in, or I should say Advent has many of the uh, the penitential themes in it. Has, it's more with the waiting. But the the idea with, with Lent was to be, in some ways, much more proactive, to take some very concrete steps. So if indeed, you know candy or television might be something you really need to look at as far as, you know, giving alms, uh, prayer, uh, fasting. The idea, those, those three pillars, you might say, of the Lent season really are key of being able to ask yourself, how do I become proactive so that I can pray better? you know, for, you know, as I prepare myself so that not only pray better for these 40 days, but pray better for the next 40 years so that I am a better prayer. I communicate better with God. Um, Maybe I need to fast from something, not so that, you know, it becomes a Lenten weight loss program, Hmm. but that how do I maybe simplify my life in order to center more readily on God. Um, and, and even with alms, how do I become a more generous person? Looking at it in a more positive way than, oh gosh, I got to give up something again, or oh gosh, I got to do this. This will help me to live better and to celebrate Easter better. Just as if you prepared your machines well in the early spring and late winter, you knew those machines were going to function for you much better when the planting season came and you weren't necessarily, not that you wouldn't have a breakdown, but it was less likely of having a breakdown in the planting season and thereby setting your schedule way back because now you've got to wait for parts, now you've got to fix things when that should have been taken care of earlier. Makes sense. Starts to look at that even spiritually. So it's not means that it doesn't mean that we aren't going to have some issues, but boy, it's less likely when you're prepared and when you're geared up for it. So, do you know some of the history behind Lent, like where that came from, where the alms fasting and a lot of that, you know, when you think about the, the the history of Lent, a lot of that comes from the 40 days, of course, is based on, you know, 40 was a perfect number. That was one of the perfect numbers in the Jewish tradition. And so um, so you had the 40 years in the desert. <clears throat> you had the 40 days in the desert for Jesus. 40 was one of those perfect numbers. And so when they were looking for that, you know, as far as a, a Lenten season, in many ways, it, it really was a natural fit. Uh, Jesus preparing for his ministry in 40 days in the desert. The, so the idea was uh, of being able to take that time so that you could celebrate the, the Easter feast well. Um, it was also a time in the early spring 
spring, uh, late winter, when the larders, you might say, that people had the stores that they had to, to last through the winter. He had to kind of clean all of those out. So there were some very natural fits of being able to, in the time of the year that it was, to clean out the pantries, to kind of get rid of all of that stuff, to make way... spring cleaning. Yeah, to make new... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. To to make new space, you know, for all of the stuff that was going to be happening. Again, the idea was a more positive approach of preparation for, rather than necessarily a sacrificing of or a getting rid of. And, and so Lent was, a, 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 in many, many ways, was a natural fit. Uh, so how did it become more of a sacrificial idea versus the preparation, do you know? Uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure with all of that of how it, it I think it was part of the natural, uh, part of the natural history of things where, you know, there was there was a time in our history where, uh, in the dark ages and, and those things where the emphasis was on, you know, suffering like Jesus suffered. And the closer that you could get to suffering like Jesus uh, the holier you were, so even your your uh, your art, uh, your paintings during that time were very bloody, very gory. Your statues, uh, you know, were uh, in in any number of the areas of Europe, they were. Um, you know, very gory. The the emphasis on the on the scourging. You know, the emphasis on the on the crucifixion. And and the idea being, the closer that you could get to suffering like Jesus, the holier you were, or the better you were going to become. But unfortunately, what was lost in that, and there is something about, you know, identifying with the suffering of Jesus. There's no question. Uh, but it became it. What happened, though, is that you lost the whole sense that Jesus didn't suffer just for suffering's sake. That's sick. Uh, you know, and he said, oh, boy, I, you know, I, I love to be, be beaten. This was a consequence of, of living genuinely for God the Father. This was a consequence of saying his, his yes to the Father, that the suffering was because the world, in many ways, didn't want to hear what he had to say. But unfortunately, what was lost was the fact that it wasn't suffering for suffering's sake. It was to move through that suffering again in order to experience Easter joy. The the emphasis being on Easter joy rather than at times on suffering for suffering's sake. Interesting. So Lent always moves. It sometimes starts in February, sometimes starts in March. Why is that? The um, <clears throat> where Lent is is placed depends on where Easter is. For the Roman Church, the Western Church, uh, it's 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 the first Sunday after the first full moon, after the vernal equinox. That's how. L- Easter is determined. Quite the equation. Yes. And so all of those equations, and it determines where Easter goes, is that in the Eastern Rite, is that Lent is always on the same Sunday. I forget right offhand what Sunday that is. But in the Western Church, it's the first Sunday after the first full moon, after the vernal equinox, which then means it can shift Mm -hmm. a considerable amount of time to where you end up you know, early, you know, in February uh, to, you know, to almost, it's in March before Lent ever comes around. Sure. 
for all those people out there that are wondering, you know, lots of people give things up for Lent. And we've heard the story, you have to do it all through Lent or it doesn't count, or Sundays are free days. What is the rule? Well, Sundays are, are never considered to be part of Lent because Sundays are always a mini Easter. Now, even though they are like the first Sunday of Lent, the second and such, is that though you have uh, you have the counting, of course, you know, for the season, is that Sunday, though, is always considered a mini Easter. So in a sense, a free day in, in the way that, that there is a tradition for that. You know, it became a free day. Um, but... It's, it's recognizing that the whole season, the idea is, is you know, is not an endurance test. <laughs> uh, you know, it, the idea is, is what are we able to do the very best we can to be better and to grow so that we can celebrate well Easter joy? If that means we have one week that's really strong and, and we have grown from that, then praise be to God. If we are able for the entire Lenten season to do this, praise be to God. The idea being, it's praise be to God, and that we will be better prepared then to celebrate Easter joy. Um, so it's not an endurance test, and it's not a contest. It's as much as it's a season of being able to focus with the rest of the Catholic community or Christian community, it's a season to be able to focus on these things and saying, I know that there are a lot of people supporting me because we are all praying together during this sacred and holy season of Lent. So there is a little truth to that uh, in a sense of, of you know Easter being, um, not Easter, but Sundays being freebies. But as much as saying it's the idea of the season of being able to say, how do we grow during this season? Again, preparing ourselves well so that Easter is celebrated and embraced even more than so. Do you have to give something up or can you add something or do you even have to? There's, there's no rule you have to give something up. Rather than giving something up, it may be an action you are going to take. Uh, again, because we folk tended to focus more on the, the suffering and the giving up part of it, is that at times what is lost of, of rather than necessarily focusing on what can I give up for Lent, maybe to have the focus for someone to think about what can I do for Lent? What is an act of charity that I can do on a regular basis for my Lenten practice? What is a, um, a prayer, uh, an, an act of prayer or, or something spiritual that I can do? So rather than necessarily giving up, it might be adding something to on a regular basis, again, to prepare oneself, you know, for Easter joy. Sure. Um, the focus always being on Easter joy. Sure. Yay. Yeah. Where we so, can say all the Alleluias. Exactly. So can you not say Alleluia during Lent? You can say Alleluia, <laughs> you know, anytime. The again the tree the, the, the tradition being is that the Alleluia was a um, was a time of, of joy, of hope, of happiness connected to Easter. And it's it's one of those things, it's like a, a type of fasting. Um, it's a fasting from, you know, the Alleluia, from the Easter joy celebratory type of music. It was, it was kind of fasting from that so that hopefully, if we have 
lived Lent well, that we will even appreciate even more the Alleluia's during the Easter time. There is something satisfying after going all Lent without saying it. Just you're right. Even the music, it, yeah. Even yeah. the Gloria, yeah. Whatever. The, the music. The, the when you walk into churches, they're much more simply. There's virtually no decoration at all. Is that mm-hmm. the music is much lower tone? Yeah. And there is something about you know having gone through a whole period of where you have kind of fasted from this, you might say, Mm -hmm. that, wow, you know, to be able to engage in those practices now that that have a sense of joy. It's similar to, you know, uh, when you have fasted a long time and you haven't had uh, chocolate (laughs) for a long time. For some people who... Well, Father Britton used to give up chocolate, but put a candy bar on his desk. And he always said, that's what, that's waiting until Easter. Exactly. (laughs) It's anticipating something to happen, uh-huh. you know, and, and and you are going through this time of, of self-denial, of, of fasting from, in order to remind oneself, in order to, uh, yeah, to remind oneself of, of what we're waiting for. And, and ultimately, when you think about this, and we do this every year because we need the reminders every year, that we really are waiting for the ultimate Easter joy. Mm-hmm. That's really what we're waiting for. It's kind of like, you know, Father Britton with that candy bar. You know, that's what we're waiting for. <laughs> and and we savor, you know, and we anticipate and we relish those moments because we know we are promised, we believe, we embrace. There's something yet wonderful to come. Yeah, sometimes I, I, I don't disagree that we need it. I just wish it wasn't so close to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's true. Last question. How long, or like, I know Lent is 40 days, but when does it actually end? Do you count Sundays in Lent? Do you stop at the Triduum? Actually, Lent officially ends uh, on at 4 o'clock on Holy Thursday day. Day of Holy Thursday. Really? Is that when Lent officially ends? Uh, then you go into the Triduum, which is mm-hmm. not technically a part of Lent at all. It's the Triduum, the sacred three days. And because within the Jewish tradition is you go from four o'clock of the evening before until, yeah, until four o'clock after. So it, it ends at, let's say, four o'clock on, on Holy Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then you enter the sacred Triduum. Interesting. See, I learned something new every day. Well, I think this was a really educational talk <laughs> about Lent. Anything else to add? No, I just I'm I'm hoping that that sometimes we can take a little sometimes of the burden off of this, and and not make it a negative time, but a, a real time of preparation, a time of hope. Um, yeah, it's just you know it's being able to sometimes. It's like got to lighten this up a little bit in order to lift sometimes the terrible burden that people may enter the season with when they don't necessarily need to. Sure. Lovely. Well, we hope you all have a wonderful start to your Lent next week. And uh, I think that's it from us about Lent. We'll see you next week. We look forward to it and talking <laughs> about some few more things. Okay. See you next week, everyone.